Thought Leadership Studio. You're listening to Thought Leadership Studio, the podcast that helps you master high-level positive mass influence to create distinctive business niches, captivate an audience, grow your following, and change the game by changing the frame with strategic thought leadership. Thought Leadership Studio. Welcome to Thought Leadership Studio, episode 19. This is about methods of multiple level communication. And what this episode will do for you is help you add depth and power to your communication help you increase your positive influence, close more sales, help your clients or audiences changes stick long-term and get more impact and deeper engagement from your content. And I'm Chris McNeil. I'm a strategic thought leadership coach and consultant. I developed the thought process of strategic thought leadership. And what brought this episode about was solving a common dilemma for a client recently. Now, this client's changes weren't sticking. Now, I recently started working with this client who leads a team that consults with businesses. And I'm gonna keep who he is and the details of his work confidential. But in general, we work with management teams to bring about a more positive, productive culture in businesses. And he told me they get great results initially, but the clients seem to eventually snap back to their old habits as if they were tethered to a bungee cord. Now, he'd also been talking to various marketing agencies to increase his company's audience and his reach, but he told me Then he told them he couldn't see how they could write content that represented them well when these agency writers weren't experts in their field. Now he said he saw my work and it helped him recognize the problem was that he and his associates were leading and teaching clients on a logical level, training them on this logical conscious level. And these teachings were getting received well on that level. But the problem was that they weren't changing their deeply rooted beliefs. And those clients' limiting beliefs weren't aligned with this positive culture. So that meant these clients would slip back to familiar ground eventually, and the culture would slip right back with them. So he said he now realized he needed to impact their belief systems so the changes would last. And I told him, we can do that. We can identify. And these are widespread toxic beliefs. And design paths of belief change from old beliefs to new beliefs, old thinking to new thinking. Old 
models of the world, old models of management, old models of business, to new models, models that operate as beliefs on a subconscious level. Now, I'm now helping him restructure how his consultancy communicates. So they're keeping their current and compelling conscious mind oriented principles, but they're adding a whole additional layer by recognizing and using the structure of language to lead his clients and really to lead the whole audience to new beliefs. Now he says he's already seeing a difference. He's getting aha moments with clients by helping them not only embrace the principles and practices, but expanding their world view to a completely new perspective and to have the eyes to see a fundamentally new way of looking at their businesses and the relationships that hold these businesses together. And we're also utilizing this multiple level communication in media to make a positive impact on his marketplace as a whole, as well as create what you might call a concentric circles model of lead generation that includes leading an audience to more empowering beliefs. Now the process of designing content using a compelling backstory of thought leadership means that the outside support for content is different. The ideas are emerging and getting well organized through our work together and that means there's still roles for outside writers but they're different, more having to do with editing for clarity, more about organizing their flow of ideas for impact and outputting them in the right media at the right time so the right prospects get intrigued and engaged more deeply. So it's a thought leadership campaign and that they are leading an audience to new and helpful thinking on multiple levels. And when this audience needs further help and bring in these changes more deeply into the organizations. My client's team becomes the natural go-to. So when there's a belief system that isn't in alignment with the change you're aiming for, working on it from a conscious logical levels like trying to make a business to business sale to a clerk. The clerk might agree with your idea but doesn't have the authority to make the decision. That kind of decision is made at a higher level in the business hierarchy. This type of long-term change is made at a higher level in hierarchy of clients' thinking. And if you don't influence at that level, the change won't happen in the long run. And if you do, your impact is so much greater, so much deeper, it impacts on an emotional level. And how are we doing this? There's a lot to it, but maybe the most critical aspect and the part this podcast episode deals with is using multiple level communication. And I'm going to explain that further into the podcast, so keep listening. Thought Leadership Studio. dive more deeply into these multiple level communication methods, it's a reminder about what this podcast is for. 
Thought Leadership Studio is a workshop in strategic positive influence. So you can consider this podcast an ongoing workshop to help you attain even more peak performance in your thought leadership. Think of the episodes as your library for self-training as a high-performing thought leader. So it's condensed learning. So keep in mind that with some of these topics, I spent years honing my approach with model building, testing, learning, and incorporating principles from breakthrough examples, as well as various other ways of innovating and optimizing. And my intention is to bring this learning down to a condensed form for your optimum empowerment. So I strongly recommend repeated listening, as well as keeping in mind the multiple level learning that's both the topic of this particular episode, and as I'll explain, can happen at least to some extent outside of conscious awareness. Now, ha, I can hear some of you may be thinking, nice trick if you can get us to believe we're making breakthroughs in our communication skills and confidence outside our conscious awareness, you'll gain listeners and clients without really teaching anything. And I replied to those hypothetical listeners thinking that they're right in the sense that having an impact on beliefs is actually a higher level of influence with accompanying higher positive impact than the typical conscious mind learning, like remembering a list of the right things to do. And through my training in things like design human engineering and neuro-linguistic programming, systems thinking, game theory, I'm using techniques like multiple level learning, embedded metaphorical loops, accelerated learning, both to give you an accelerated training process on this never-ending continuum of being better at strategic positive influence, and also to act as a model to follow in how I convey the skills to assist you consciously and unconsciously in putting these to work in your own communication. And before I dive into this further, I want to remind you that if you're listening on an app, check out the link in the episode description, and that will take you to the episode page on thoughtleadershipstudio.com, which has extra resources, a different perspective, that which fits better on a web page than on an audible podcast episode to fill out your learning in this area as well as links to some free offers like the Marketer's Guide to Strategic Thought Leadership, which will help you utilize the building blocks of strategic thought leadership in your own persuasion or marketing or leadership. And also a link to get a free 30-minute brainstorming or discovery session with me in which we can address your thought leadership specifically. So before we jump into the methods, let's have a quick message from our sponsor, Scorpion Helpers. And now for a message from our sponsor, Scorpion Helpers. Scorpions can only race up to a certain age before they are sidelined and put out to pasture, sometimes with debilitating injuries from their years of racing. Even the more famous ones are forgotten about and sometimes left to rot away in cages with a scrap of a lobster artichoke salad thrown to them here and there.
want to find homes for these former racing scorpions. We want to let them live out their final years in a beautiful setting. You can give a retired racing scorpion a good retirement of living their golden years out in a ranch setting, free to roam, play, and frolic with the other retired racing scorpions for only $50 a month per quarter pound of scorpion. Sponsor a racing scorpion. Give them a good retirement. Scorpionhelpers.com Make a donation today and get a free bib with the Scorpion Helpers logo, along with a signed picture of the former champion racing scorpion, Ralph of the Atlantean Wildebeests. Scorpionhelpers.com Make a donation today. Save a scorpion from being relegated to a traveling circus where they're forced to play tricks and jump through hoops in front of a crowd in between being carried from city to city, all alone, and only one train car per scorpion per room. Make a donation today at scorpionhelpers.com. So one method of multiple level communication is communicating with both the conscious and unconscious minds simultaneously with two separate tracks. But what is this mysterious unconscious mind? Well, consider that the greater portion of our learning is outside the directed attention we refer to as the conscious mind. Now, you may have heard or read somewhere that we can only consciously hold just five plus or minus two bits of information at a given time. So it's like the working memory of a computer running the program that you see compared with these massive hard drives that carry a lot more information or these background programs. You can think of the unconscious mind like your computer's background programs that are always running on a computer, out of sight, out of mind, but they keep the computer you're using operating. 
You don't consciously notice them as you run a program on the screen of your computer, but it won't run without them taking care of these background tasks. And similarly, the unconscious takes care of background tasks like your heart beating, your lungs breathing, and the individual motor movements necessary for walking that you don't have to think about as you're doing it. And similarly, as we gain motor skills and things like driving a car, they move from the foreground of the conscious mind to the background of your unconscious mind. And that's necessary since the conscious mind needs to be more free to pay attention to things like avoiding pedestrians who unconsciously walk in front of your car as they trance out looking ever more deeply into these four inch screens of their smartphones. And their methods where the conscious mind is kept a little distracted like by a story where it gets engaged in the content of the story, but it's in the structure of the backstory and how it engages the unconscious mind. And I remember hearing that Milton Erickson, the father of modern hypnotherapy, said that the conscious and unconscious mind are like a rider on a horse. The rider is not going to get the horse to go anywhere it doesn't want to go. So you have to get your unconscious mind wanting to go to the places where you can get your audience's unconscious minds wanting to go. If you want to have true influence because like the horse to the rider, it's not going to go otherwise. It's not going to take the conscious mind where the conscious mind wants to go if it doesn't want to. So sometimes learning happens entirely outside conscious awareness. For example, just by being exposed to the method, someone can start to pick up on it. Like kids, being exposed to the behavior of adults start to emulate it automatically. Kids are more naturally in that learning state of play, of enjoyment, of having fun, where you're sponge modeling behaviors around you without realizing it. And this brings us to multiple level influence model two, embedded metaphorical stories. Now, the metaphorical story method can be as simple as telling a story about someone in an analogous situation to the person you're communicating with or the group you're communicating with. Like if I was talking about a group at a seminar. I was teaching embedded metaphorical stories. I might tell them about another group I was working with that I actually told a story about how a group learned how to do metaphorical stories and it seemed a little challenging and difficult to get their mind around to start with because they had to learn to track the changes that they wanted the people listening to make as the quote backstory at the same time they're telling the front story about the actual situation where people you know are practicing these techniques of telling some random story about someone who was facing the same kind of challenge they're facing and he faced similar obstacles and he overcame those obstacles and succeeded. Now, embedding these stories is really cool and that can really trance someone out. An embedded 
metaphorical stories or some kind, sometimes called nested loops, where you're telling a story and you break it off before it gets to the end and you dive into another story, like somebody is walking down the street and they run into an obstacle, they overcome, but as they're starting to do that, they see a show on TV of people overcoming an obstacle within that obstacle and watch that show for a while as the people on TV succeed at whatever it is the analogous challenge is to them. And then they carry on in their journey away from where the TV was they saw. And when you do that, you can keep going layers and layers and layers deep. Well, Richard Bandler, one of the co-developers of Neuro Linguistic Programming, who I've trained with, he's a master of these embedded loops. What happens is you consciously forget all these stories within stories and only remember the outermost story. And he'll dive in like five levels deep. Now you don't have to get that good at it. Uh, really just one level is often enough but learning to track a story behind a story and tell stories about people who are facing the kinds of challenges that you're leading your audience through or the kind of shift in thinking that might be part of your thought leadership model you're leading them to. It's indirect suggestion is more powerful than direct suggestion because you're bypassing conscious resistance that way, but they're still picking up all the information and this brings us to multiple level influence method three, using language patterns of belief change. Now this is a deep subject, one we bring to life in our thought leadership projects and consulting and coaching. It could also be called high level influence because as per our seven levels of learning and influence model beliefs, which are also known as mental models, are a higher level of change than knowledge, which is part of the skill set level. Influencing on a belief change level is a higher level of change. It's because if somebody has the knowledge on how to do something, but they don't believe they can, they won't be able to put their knowledge into action to stop themselves. But if someone really believes they can do something, even if they don't yet have the necessary knowledge and skills, their belief will drive them to seek out and find and learn those knowledge and skills so they can do it. So beliefs a higher level of change, higher level learning, higher level influence. And what's a belief? A belief connects two things, and that it can always be stated as an if-then statement. If you do this, you get that. Now, even if that isn't apparent on the surface. And another definition of belief is something that we act on as if it's true. Now, in strategic thought leadership, in marketing, in leadership, and in influence, we're not usually dealing with deeply rooted beliefs that we might call convictions. The most leveraged beliefs that we address often have to do with how people perceive our product, our service, our field, our profession, like what its purpose is, what its role is in their lives, what the important attributes are when making a buy-in decision, and what are the relevant criteria in choosing a professional or a business to provide the service or product. Now these assumptions that people have are usually pretty moldable when they can see that the fresh perspective that you bring of a better model is to their benefit.
And then you have the beginnings of creating a true, robust thought leadership model. And the thought leadership model has nine components, but let's consider three that are especially relevant here. The audience baseline position is their old mental model, their old assumptions you're leading them away from. The thought leadership position is the new mental model or belief that you're leading them to. And those two form the vectors of a thought leadership path. And the support points or persuasive talking points that lead them to A to B is another component. And these support points build a library of helping positions that undermine the old thinking and support the new thinking. Uh, we build them with our clients using language patterns of persuasion that influence on an unconscious level. And there's about 20 of these patterns, then some of them have variations within them. So there's just dozens of possible patterns and it's an iterative process. You cycle through it over and over again. Like what's the old thinking? What's the new thinking? What, how can we apply these patterns to generate talking points? And they can be metaphor is one of them. Another one is called change the outcome. Like you might think you want this, but you actually want this instead. Once you learn them, they're real simple to use and you can use them both in person, in language, maybe to preemptively overcome possible objections. That's one use of this pattern. Or to preemptively overcome typical marketplace concerns. Or to build a very unique position to lead people to. Now it's way too much to actually go into the mechanics of all these patterns, but like with all these Thought Leadership Studio episodes, there is an accompanying web page for the episode that has links to all kinds of resources so you can do the deeper dive. And one part of the deeper dive for this that I strongly recommend is the free Marketer's Guide to Strategic Thought Leadership. So there's a link to the episode page where you can get that um, on the episode description for this podcast. Or if you're not already on the site, if you're listening on app, just go to thoughtleadershipstudio.com Click on podcast, you'll see the latest episode page. All the episode pages are in there. And the link to that free report will help you learn more about how to generate these support points or persuasive talking points. And of course, we do a lot of work in helping people and companies do that and offer a free consultation type of thing, a 30-minute brainstorming session, if that can help you. You can find a link to that as well on the episode page on thoughtleadershipstudio.com. So that's the third of the four multiple level influence methods we're talking about today using language patterns of belief change. And that's one that lends itself really well to creating a large scale thought leadership marketing or PR campaign because it fuels the campaign, it fuels the content, it gives every press release, every blog post, every piece of content a strong backstory of moving thinking from here to there and all the different strategies to help move thinking here to there on a conscious and unconscious level. And that brings us to multiple level influence model four, state change. It's about eliciting a helpful state of mind and putting it somewhere useful. 
because sometimes we're not so much trying to give an audience something to consciously remember as we are helping them attach a different feeling to something. In NLP, we call this state elicitation and anchoring. And after all, wouldn't it be nice to be able to call upon your highest level of motivation and focus it exactly where you want it? NLP has processes for eliciting any positive state of mind if someone's experienced it and putting it wherever they might find it helpful. For example, in sales training, measurable improvements in phone sales have been gained by anchoring the expectation of success to answering the phone. And the best sales persuasion runs two concurrent tracks anyways. People need the logical reasons to support purchase decisions that they make more on the basis of emotions. So while connecting the logical dots is important, a salesperson really benefits by evoking a strong positive emotional state and attaching it with firm anchoring to a shared vision of the enriched life the benefits that a product or service will bring. And in strategic thought leadership, in leadership, in marketing, in influence, we want to create a state path as one form of the backstory underpinning all our communications with a person or audience. What emotion is commonly connected to the old thinking we're leading people from? What new, better emotion do we want to firmly anchor to the new thinking of our thought leadership destination, thought leadership position? And do we need a transition state like curiosity as a mile marker along the way? And the backstory of this kind of emotional journey really adds great power to a message. And we can so firmly anchor a strong positive emotion to where we're leading an audience to that we become shining examples of that empowering state, fully congruent with your message, with the passion that great leaders exemplify. So that sums up the four methods of multiple level communication. Number one, separating conscious and unconscious communication. Number two, using embedded metaphorical stories. Number three, using the language patterns of belief change. And number four, state change. And this has been Thought Leadership Studio, episode number 19. I'm Chris McNeil, I appreciate you listening. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe. And please give us a rating as well. And hop on the episode page and get, if you have not already, the Marketer's Guide to Strategic Thought Leadership. It will give you a deeper dive into how to use the building blocks of strategic thought leadership in your own influence, marketing, and leadership. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Thought Leadership Studio.